Hello, I'm Marcus Alton, the editor of the tribute website brianclough.com and my guest on the next Green Jumper is a journalist and author whose list of interviewees reads like a who's who of Cluffy legends. In a fascinating interview with John Brindley, we talk about Clough's managerial genius. Simple things such as taking the players away for a sunshine break. Let's face it, getting away from the English winter weather. I mean, what a a better winter break than to get out and to get some Spanish sunshine. Um, All these things are part of his man management. And the, the classic thing today would be, you know, your team loses on a Saturday and the manager says, Right, we're in on Sunday morning, we're going to work doubly hard. Uh, We're going to look at the video and sort of analyse every single thing you did wrong and put it right for next week. And Brian Clough would say, no, we'll come in on Thursday to train or we're going away to Spain tomorrow. Yes. Well, which one would you rather hear? We talk about some of the great Clough players like Des Walker, John Robertson, Ian Bowyer, Gary Mills and Duncan McKenzie at Leeds. John also explains more about that special connection between Brian and the winger Terry Curran. That was one of the mysteries actually between Terry Curran and the other Forest players because the other Forest players I don't think really realised why Cloughy liked him so much apart from being a good player, obviously a very good player. Mm. But, you know, people like Brian Clough. Very often they actually like someone who stands up to them. So, you know, the majority of people, I think it's fair to say, the majority of Forest players were, were humble and fairly submissive to, to Brian Clough. And I wanted to, you know, they didn't particularly like him. They, they, they weren't able to, or didn't feel able to sort of argue with him. Let's put it that way. Terry was a type of person who, who knew his own mind. And he said, young man, I'm going to make you an England player. And I said to him, this, you know, truth, gospel truth, I said to him, I'll make myself an England player, uh, boss. <laughs> and I said, on top of that, I'll get you promotion. He was extremely keen to play for Brian Club. That was the reason why he signed for Forest. I mean, if you look at the other teams that were in the in the hunt for him at the time, it was, it was, it was a Doncaster winger at the time. And um, yeah. you had Everton there, first division, Spurs, first division. Sheffield United, who I think may have been second division, but a good side, obviously. And then you had Forrest, who were mid-second division. And the big thing that sort of swung it and made it a one-horse race, basically, uh, was Brian Clough. He liked Brian Clough's confidence um, and he shared his confidence, if you like. Yeah. Uh, Terry doesn't is one of these guys who didn't need anyone to tell him how how good a player he was because he knew mm. and you, you mean if you want to you can call that arrogance but when somebody puts it into effect on the pitch as Brian Clough put it on into effect in management then you can cope with it and respect it so those two actually had a very almost like a unique relationship and it mm. the, the the sadness of it was it was too brief all this business about the played with fear, frightened of me. What a load of rubbish. What a load of rubbish. The only time they were frightened of me if they went to bed too early on a Thursday or Friday and I had to get them out to have a glass of champagne. And we did that a few times as well. Kevin Keegan was one of the one of the big stars who said that uh, I would never play for Brian Clough. I'd never play for Brian Clough as a dictator. And 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 Terry Curran uh, t- told me that uh, you know Alan Ball, he was a bit Kerry Curran was big friends with Alan Ball at Southampton 
and they talked about all aspects of football and obviously Brian Clough and and Alan Ball said, oh, I wouldn't want to play for Brian Clough, you know. <laughs> and and uh, Terry sort of put him right and the Forest lads answered the question. Um, if, if they'd been terrified of him, if they'd disliked him that much, uh, not been able to express themselves, mm. then they then they would have come in and they would have been nervous when they played football. Yes, they were sort of, there was a lot of adrenaline when, when Club is around because they said, you come into training, you have no idea what's going to happen, if anything, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you don't know what mood he's going to be in and all that type of thing. But there was an excitement also. And as we've just said, you know, with, with the sort of holidays and the... Um, you know the, the way that the players were treated and given sort of time and generous offerings to help them they were always fresh and they were always looking forward and always optimistic and Cluffy was like um, you know if you're going to have a dictator let's have a dictator who tells you you're wonderful yes you know the, the forest players who in that era were wonderful but he praised them to the to the point where they actually i honestly believe this they actually individually believed they were better than they really were and they were good but they but they 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 in their minds they were even better my job was to get the best out of players it was as simple as that and i took great pride in telling them how good they were it wasn't a case of you can't do this you can't do that and there's also the story of how kenny burns found out he was being converted from center forward to center half so I said to him, "How? When did you know? You know that you, that you were going to be playing centre half for us?" And he said, "Well, it was on that pre-season tour, and I think it was Jimmy Gordon who read out the side, and they re read out the side, and it goes, you know, Anderson, Clark, McGovern, Lloyd, Burns. You're thinking, oh, I was expecting to be, <laughs> I was expecting to be named a bit later on, you know, like yeah, yeah. alongside Bertels or, uh, or or Woodcock or whatever." Well, it would have been with, actually, at that time, wouldn't it? But uh, no, so that was how he knew. They never said to him, well, we're going to play you at centre-half. They just read it out, basically. Yeah. And he worked out, you, you, you go and play there, and uh, you go play alongside Larry Lloyd. Um, and so an, an interesting partnership was formed. Here's a question for you. How would you have approached being uh, Brian Clough's ghostwriter? <laughs> would you have liked to have done that? Wow, wow, oh, wow. what a good question that is. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you this, that um, I only interviewed him once, but uh, when I say only, I, I, I treasure it basically. Yeah. Um, and it was, because I, I was at the time when, you know, Cluffy was the manager of Forest, I was working on a local paper, but this was this was not not in Nottingham. It's in Loughborough, and we had we didn't have sort of direct media access to Nottingham Forest at that at that time. But I was working. I've, I've always had an so or in the last twenty years, probably had an association with a non-league paper. Mm. And it was one time, and it was uh, it was at East Midlands Airport, and it was a launch of one of Brian Clough's books. And I thought this was way after um, he left Forest. Yes. Um, and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be a good idea to go and see him and to try to get an interview? And uh, Nigel was there. And yep. um, Nigel was a great guy. He got the utmost respect for the guy. Mm -hmm. And he was protecting Brian Clough that day. And he said, yeah, you know, because he, he, uh, Brian wasn't well. 
and Bro- Nigel said, you know, just just a few minutes, you know, and uh, I spoke to him and um, I just said, this is not what a journalist normally says, but I just said, you know, if, if there's anything I want to get over to you is just to say thank you for everything you did. And you can hear more about what happened in John's interview with Cluffy in the next episode. Please join me then for more memories of the great man in the green jumper. I'm telling you, if he's coming on, give him my love.